to present Arthur Lowe, John LaMessurer and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. <laughs> Episode 20, Sons of the Sea, featuring John Laurie, Arnold Ridley and Ian Lavender. <laughs> Here's the news and this is John Snag reading it. As the lights flicker out all over Europe and whole nations tremble in the shadow of the swastika, here in this green and pleasant land our grateful thanks go out to that fearless band, the men of Britain's Home Guard, whose constant vigilance keeps the home fires burning bright. It is a morning early in 1941, and in his office at Swallows Bank, Warmington-on-Sea, the manager, Mr. Mannering, also commander of the local Home Guard platoon, is engaged in earnest conversation with the customer. Well, Mr. Mannering, I'm afraid it looks as if you've been left holding the baby. It does indeed, Mr. Maxwell. You don't mind if I set up this Lewis gun while we're talking, do you? Not at all. It's my first job every morning, you see. I set it up here in the window just in case of a sudden attack or all. Quite. I can cover from here the whole of the high street from Stead and Simpsons to Timothy White's. <laughs> really? Mm. Now, to return to the problem of the... Um, yeah, oh, uh, dear. Just a moment, Mr. Maxwell. Right. Tell Carter Patterson to remove their van. Their horse is blocking my line of fire. <laughs> Sorry about that. You were saying, Mr. Maxwell. <clears throat> yes. It's about the late Mr. Johnson. As you know, he had no relatives, and the only possessions he had in the world were the clothes he stood up in and, and his boat, the Naughty Jane. It'll have to be sold, of course, but it may not be easy. After all, not many people will want to buy a boat in wartime. Come in. Oh, good morning, sir. Good morning, Wilson. You know Mr. Maxwell? Oh, yes, of course I do, sir. How do you do, Mr. Maxwell? Oh, Wilson. I'm afraid we've got a bit of a problem here, Wilson. Mm-hmm. We're discussing Mr. Johnson's affairs. As you know, he died last week. Unfortunately, his account was overdrawn to the extent of £32.12 and fivepence. Oh, good heavens. Oh, that's very awkward, sir. Yes. And the only thing he left of any value was uh, was uh, Naughty Jane. And we're trying to think of a way to raise some money with her. Oh. <laughs> Do you think that's quite legal, sir? After all, um, she's getting a bit old now. There's still plenty of life in her. I don't think we ought to forget that she did give the town a lot of pleasure before the war. <laughs> I say, isn't that, uh, isn't that going a bit far? Of course, she's been neglected a bit lately. After all, Mr. Johnson was 88 when he died. <laughs> so he hasn't had the energy to use her as much as he would have liked recently. <laughs> Mind you, if things were normal, we could put her to work to bring some money in. Of course, that's not allowed in wartime. Uh, whatever would the vicar say? <laughs> vicar? What are you talking about? Well, I'm awfully sorry, sir, but I, I can't quite follow all of this. Who is this, uh, this lady of dubious virtue? <laughs> Mr. Johnson's boat, Wilson, the naughty Jane. Oh, he used to run pleasure trips with it round the lighthouse before the war. Oh, I see. Well, that, that is a relief, sir. Well, I'll be off now, Mr. Mannering. I'll leave you my account, just in case you do manage to sell the boat and there's any money left over after paying off the overdraft. Well, uh, good day, gentlemen. Good day, Mr. Maxwell. Bye. Shall I put an advert in the Warmington Gazette? Yes, good idea, Wilson. Here are the particulars of the boat. Rowing boat. Fifteen feet long, fitted with four oars, seaworthy. Well, that's not much good, sir. I mean, there's a war on, I and mean, you've got row about on the sea in wartime. The boat isn't on the sea, Wilson. It's kept on the river about a mile upstream. If people want to see it, they can. Wait a minute. I've got an idea. Oh, Lord, have you? <laughs> river patrols. I beg your pardon, sir? River patrols. Half a dozen determined men, armed to the teeth, and that boat could cause havoc if the Nazis got a foothold. <laughs> Swift, silent patrols, striking at the enemy where it hurts most, then disappearing into the night, 
Cutting through the water, silent, deadly, not a sound. Muffled oars, of course. Yes. <laughs> Muffled oars, sir. Yes. That's how General Wolfe kept at Quebec Row. Rode up the St. Lawrence River with muffled oars. Showed those damn froggies a thing or two. What exactly are muffled oars, sir? Oh, they're... Uh, they're uh, I don't quite know, but... Uh, we we'll have to ask somebody. Yeah, but look, sir, we've... Uh, we're already on patrol five nights a week. The novelty rock emporium to Godfrey's cottage, the gas works, the telephone exchange, the railway bridge, mobile patrols in Jones's van. I mean, it really is getting too much. Do I detect a slight lack of enthusiasm in your voice, Wilson? Well, no, sir, but uh, we really must get some rest, sir. I realise that. I just want to try it, that's all. Now, it's Friday today, and the next home guard parade is on Sunday morning. We can try it out tomorrow. I tell you what, we'll have a rehearsal tomorrow afternoon in the church hall. We'll never get a boat in there, sir. Not a real boat. <laughs> <laughs> to make a mock-up of one. Oh, I see, yes, yes. All you need is three or four chairs, mm -hmm. two aside, facing inwards for the oarsman, and... Something to represent the uh, the uh, the um, the rear end of the boat. Oh yes, the stern, sir. Hmm. The stern. Yes, yes. I suppose you could call it that. Well, <laughs> then you want something for the uh, the, the uh... sharp end, sir. Good <laughs> afternoon, men. Thank you for coming. And I'd like to propose a vote of thanks to Sergeant Wilson for this excellent mock-up of a boat. Shows a great deal of imagination. I learnt it from my nanny in the nursery. Oh, did you? <laughs> now, this afternoon, I want to work out some sort of drill so that when we get on the river, we know what we're doing. Might be people watching. Don't to make fools of ourselves in public, do we? We don't want to. <laughs> How can we help it with him in charge? <laughs> you say something, Fred. No, 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 not a word, sir, not a word. <laughs> now, believe it or not, this time yesterday... I knew nothing whatsoever about boats. I was a nautical virgin. <laughs> and I knew there was only one person who could help me, Miss Beckwith. So I went round to see her, and she gave me a little book called How to Handle Your Oars. <laughs> this booklet is issued to the Sea Scouts. I sat up most of the night swatting it up, and I think I can safely say that I've grasped the main points of handling a boat. However, if I do go wrong, I'm sure Fraser will put me right. Oh, I said a well, lot. Thank you, Fraser. I'll just go over the various sections of the boat foil. Now, the front, or bow... Bow. Be, what? Bo oh, bow, yes, yes. Is represented by this pile of hassocks. Is that right, Wilson? Yes, that's right, sir. Yes. The four chairs, two aside facing inwards, are for the oarsman. And here, at the back of the boat... The stern. Yeah, yes, thank you, Fraser. The, the stern. This is represented by this harmonium. Now, Wilson, you go and take up your position in the bows. You mean on the hassocks? Yes, forward. Forward. Have you one? The word is forward. Oh, thank you, Fraser, yes. Forward. Must get these things right. Now, Private Fraser will be steering the boat, and he'll be the coxswain. Coxswain? Yeah, yes, coxswain, thank you. <laughs> now, I shall uh, be beside the, the coxswain, sitting back here. Aft. Precisely. Now, the situation is that we have Sergeant Wilson in the bow, myself and Fraser sitting on the, uh, on the aft, and uh, in between <laughs> we have the four oarsmen. That's Walker, Pike, Godfrey, and Jones. Right. Now, take your places, men. Now, we need some oars. Pike? Yes, Mr. Manring? You see those four brooms? Pass them round, would you? I'd like to volunteer to pass round the brooms, sir, since you wouldn't let me be the coxwine. <laughs> All right, Jones. Grab hold of your oars, men. 
Now, have you all got one? Right. Now, you'll hold them upright with the blades in the air. Permission to speak, sir? Yes. We haven't got any blades on our brooms, sir. Only bristles. <laughs> hold them up the bristles in the air. Now, on the command, ship your oars. You lure them into the... Rollocks. <laughs> Rollocks. <laughs> you lure them into the Rollocks. Permission to speak, sir. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, Jones. You haven't got any Rollocks. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have put it quite like that. <laughs> right, man. Now, simply push the handles of your brooms through the slats in the back of your chairs. On the command, catch, you lure the blade into the water. On pull, you pull... On up, you up, and on feather, you just let the blades gently stroke the surface of the water. Let's try that, shall we? Carry on, Fraser. Aye, aye, sir. Catch. Pull! Up! Feather. Catch. Pull! Up! Feather. Catch. Pull! Up! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah stop, stop, stop a moment. <laughs> well done. Now, if I want to stop the boat completely, I shall give the command, hold water. <laughs> in which case, you will hold the blades of the oars in the water. Have you got that now? Hold water. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, Godfrey? I, I just remembered something. Well, you can't go now. You'll have to wait. <laughs> now, let's try that again. Off you go, Fraser. Catch, pull, up, feather. 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 Excellent, man. Good idea of mine, Fraser, having a practice in the hall first. Oh, I said it was that. <laughs> Wilson, there are quite a lot of people watching from the bank. I think we're making a good impression. Oh, yes, sir, yes. Awfully good, sir. Come on, Pike. Come on. Pull harder, man. Yes, keep up, Pike. You're throwing the whole stroke out. I can't help it, sir. I feel sick. <laughs> Nonsense, boy. We're only on the river. It's as calm as a mill pond. I still feel sick. Stupid boy. <laughs> Hold water. This is no time for feeling sick, Pike. You're showing us up in front of the public. I can't help it, Mr. Mandarin. You'd better lie down at the bottom of the boat. All right. I don't want people to see. Only one thing for it. I shall have to take your place. Is that wise, sir? Don't you think we ought to turn back, sir? There's rather a lot of mist coming in from the sea. Nonsense. Clear as a bell. Move over, Pike. I'll take your oar. Yes, sir. You get in the bottom of the boat. What? Hey! Hey, it's wet down here. Come on, get down. Get in. <laughs> Mind a brook of the boat, boy. <laughs> That's it. Now... We'll just go up to the mouth of the river and then turn round and come back. Carry on, Fraser. Aye, aye, sir. Catch! Pull! Up! Feather! Catch! Pull! Up! Feather! Pull! Up! Feather! Catch! Pull! Sir! Up! Permission feather. to stop catching, pulling, up in and feathering. <laughs> Enough coming up foggy, sir. Nonsense, only a little sea mist. Soon clear. Believe me, I know this stretch of water like the back of my hand. 
We'll just row to the mouth of the river, and then we'll turn back. It's already thick, sir. I can hardly see to read. <coughs> oh, yeah. I do hope it doesn't get on my chest. No, all right. Turn the boat round, Fraser. All right, sir. Tell our hard starboard. Yes, she goes. Right. Catch. Pull up. Feather. Catch. Pull up. Feather. Are you sure you've turned this boat round, Fraser? <laughs> of course I've turned it round. Well, sir, can you see the river bank? I can't even see you, sir. <laughs> You'd better come and take over for a bit, so that I can concentrate on the navigation. All right, sir. I'm coming. Right. Ow! Oh, you tug on me, Uncle Arthur. I'm oh, sorry, Frank. I'd forgotten you were there. <laughs> you take my oar, Wilson. All right, sir. All right, Fraser. I'll take over the steering. Move over. Oh, you, you, you know nothing about handling a rudder. Let me be the judge of that. Come on, move steady, over. Steady, much steady. Oh, oh. You think it's wise to take over the rudder, sir? When I want your opinions, Wilson, I'll ask for them. Now, come on. All together. Put your back into it, Wilson. It's dark very soon, and we shan't be able to see a thing. It's not exactly crystal clear at the moment, sir. All right, that'll do. Now, come on, all together. Pull. In. Out. In. Out. In. Out. In. Out. All right, all right, men. Rest your oars. They must be well upstream by now. I tell you, I know this stretch of water like the back of my hand. Can you see the bank, Fraser? Of course I can't see the bank. It's pitch dark. Anyway, I'm having nothing to do with this. I wash my hands of the whole affair. No need to sulk. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Arthur, hmm? I don't know, I feel awful. Can I have a glass of water, please? Oh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Frank, I haven't got a glass of water. Hold on, partly. I'll get you some water. Give us your forage cap. There you are. There you are. Drink this. My mum wouldn't like me to drink river water. It's full of germs. Look, Frank, do you want a drink or don't you? Oh, all right. (laughs) It's salt. (laughs) If it's salt, that means we're at sea. We're all at sea. Open it! Open it! All at sea! We're all at sea! Down your capsizal boat, boy. Oh, sir. How can we be at sea? It's absurd. Well, it's not absurd. We're at sea, I tell you. I thought you were supposed to be a sailor, Fraser. Now look at the mess you've landed us in. Hold on, hold on. You were the one that took over the steering, remember? All right, that's enough of that. Now be quiet, everybody. Well, I just think what we're going to do. Permission to speak, sir. Why don't we all shout, Help. Excellent idea, Jim. I think a hoy would sound more urgent, sir. Yes, yes, but you're right. All right, men. All together now. Ready? Ahoy! 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 I don't think anybody heard us, Mr. Manry. If you could find the north, sir, and row towards it, that would take us back to the shore. Yes. Good idea, Wilson. Where's the north, Fraser? Why, ask me. You're the one that's supposed to know. Have another look at the back of your hand. <laughs> I may say so. I think you're being extremely childish, Fraser. Oh, well, I'm fed up with the whole Now, has anybody got any suggestions as to how we find the north? Moss always grows on the north side of trees, sir. <laughs> if that's any help. It isn't, Godfrey. Mr. Speaker, 
If you point the hour hand of your watch at the sun and then halve the angle between that and 12 o'clock, that points to the south. It happens to be night, Jones. Well, perhaps it might help if we pointed it at the moon, sir. Oh, no, it's got to be the sun, Sergeant Wilson. You see, we used to find our way like that in the Sudan. Mind you, we used to get a lot of sun in the Sudan. <laughs> Except at night, of course, we... We didn't seem to get a lot of sun at night. What about the stars? Oh, yes, we had plenty of stars, you see. They grow very close together in the tropics. Oh, yes, never mind. Never mind, then. Oh, anyway, there's too much cloud. Permission to speak, sir. If you dangle a nail tied to a piece of string over the palm of your hand, it always swings to the north. I always heard that was for um, um, ladies who were um, expecting to uh, uh, see whether it was going to be a boy or a girl. <laughs> Uncle Arthur. What is it, Frank? I read a story in the Hotspur once. Yeah. About some men who were adrift in a boat for days and days. Mm-hmm. Well, in the end, they got so angry, they decided that one of them had got to be eaten. So they drew lots. Who lost? The captain. <laughs> Stupid boy. <laughs> Uncle Arthur. Yeah? I wouldn't want to eat Mr. Manreen. I know him too well. Oh, do be quiet, Frank. Uncle Arthur. Mm. What? Do you think I'll go blind? <laughs> Are you talking about? Well, they say if you do it, you go blind. <laughs> do what? Drink seawater. You don't go blind through drinking seawater, you just go mad. Do you think I'll go mad? Oh, don't be absurd. Well, the ancient mariner did, didn't he? Yes, but he drank much more than you. What's the time, Wilson? Uh, it's uh, 5 a.m., sir. Oh, thank goodness for that. All right, pay attention, man. Oh. It'll be light soon, and then we'll be spotted by a boat. Yes, but supposing we're not spotted, sir. We're only in the channel, you know. There are plenty of boats about. Yes, but one of them might be a German boat. Don't let's have any of that sort of talk here, Wilson. No, sir. <laughs> there are no German boats in the English channel. Mr. Manring, sir. I think I can hear voices coming across the water from over there. There it is again. I joke, you're right, Jones. We can't be very far out from the shore after all. Thank goodness for that. Right, now, when I give the signal, we all shout, ahoy! Do you think that's wise, sir? Oh, really, Wilson. Well, it, it just occurred to me, sir, if we all shout now, they might not hear properly. It's just possible that they might think we're Germans and start shooting at us. Good thinking, Wilson. <laughs> we'll row in, very quietly, and then, when we get to the shore, we'll all shout. And then they'll know that we're British. Permission to speak, sir. Why don't we muffle our rollocks and they won't hear us? <laughs> Good idea, Mr. Mannering. Did you ever find out how to do it? Well, uh... <coughs> Might I suggest we use our forage caps, sir? We could fold them in half and wedge them in the gap. Excellent idea, Godfrey, yes. Right. Put your caps into the rollocks. Now, quick as you can, pull for the shore. That's the idea. Easy now. Nearly there. Well done, men. We made it. Right this park. Now listen, men. When I say go, we all shout together. Ahoy, we're British. You got that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Ready then. 
Mes amis vont venir, il n'aura pas ma main. Mr. Speaker, I don't think we're in England. <laughs> my God. They must have drifted across the channel. Yes, uh, we're, we're armed and in uniform. I don't think the Germans will like that very much. Do you think we ought to surrender? I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that last remark, Wilson. Oh, it seems the only sensible thing to do, sir. After all, we can't fight the entire German army. If we left now, Mr. Mannery, we might possibly be able to get away without being seen. That's no good, Godfrey. We'd like soon to spot us in a minute on the open water. We'll be caught like rats in a trap. There's only one thing for it. We must creep inland and hide until it gets dark again. Come on. Follow me. railway sidings over there. Mr. Manring. What is it now? Do you think I might be excused for a minute? <laughs> Certainly not. We were in that boat for an awfully long time, sir. Then, then you should have taken advantage of it. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll hide in one of those railway trucks over there. Come on. Quietly now. All right, then. This truck's empty. In here, quick. I'm sorry, Mr. Fry. Don't you know? Quiet. We're all here. Where's Godfrey? I think he stopped to have a look at the water tower, sir. <laughs> Can you give me a hand up, someone? <laughs> Come on. Get his arm on Get him. Oh, there you are. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Fraser. Slide the door shut. We don't want to be observed by any passing German sentry. They're not smelling here, Uncle Arthur. Well, it's not surprising. It's a cattle truck. Mr. <laughs> Manny, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, sir? We're going to hide here until it gets dark again, and then we're going to try and make it back to the boat. Is it only just starting to get light? We'll have to be here for the whole day. We're going to starve, Mr. Manny. We're going to starve. There's no food. Yeah, be quiet, Mike. Won't hurt you to go without food for a few hours. You eat far too much as it is. <laughs> All right, then. Make yourselves comfortable. We might as well get what rest we can. Manry. Oh, no, not yet. Permission to worry you, sir. What? The truck's moving. What? Good heavens, Joe. So it is. Let's have a look through that slit. Yeah. Good heavens, we're right out in the country. I can see the tops of trees. God, it's eight o'clock. We must be somewhere in the middle of France. Don't panic, don't panic. We're in the middle of France. We're in the middle of France. Wilson? Yes, sir? We must mobilize our weapons. We don't want them to fall into enemy hands. Fraser, open uh, that door a few inches. Oh, aye, aye, Wilson, collect the rifle bolts, throw them out of the door. Fraser. What? Take the Lewis gun to pieces and throw the bits out of the door. I'll throw the bolts out now, sir. All right. At the lock. Yes, sir. 
Looks like we're going to have to surrender after all. Surrender? We're not going to surrender, Wilson. We're going to drop off one by one and make our way back to the coast. From there, we'll have to try and get across the channel the best way we can. Before we part, I'd like to thank you all personally for all you've done and wish you the best of luck. Good luck, Pike. Thank you, Mr. Manrin. Goodbye. Good luck, Fraser. Aye. Cheer you, sir. Good luck, Godfrey. <laughs> Come on now, Godfrey. Don't take it so hard. I tell you what, you'd better come with me. Well, thank you, sir. All right. Good luck, Jones. Goodbye, Mr. Manry, sir. Well, Wilson, this is it. Goodbye. Quick. The train stopped. You first, Jones. Open the door, Fraser. Right, sir. Sir, what's stopped our station? Quick, shut the door. It's too late, sir. We've been spotted. What do you mean? There's a man standing on the platform. He's seen us. There's only one thing for it. We shall just have to bluff our way out. Wilson, what's French for... What is this station? Uh, Qu'est-ce que la gare? Right, stand back, Fraser. Right. I'll talk to him. Bonjour, monsieur. I, uh, what was it? Qu'est-ce que la gare, sir? Qu'est-ce que la gare? Eh? Qu'est-ce que la gare? La gare est uh, Eastbourne, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, why, why, why are you talking French? Because we're it... Eastbourne? <laughs> you sure? I should be. I, I, I've lived here for 20 years. So we're not in France? France? Good heavens, no. Do you hear that, man? We're not in France, after all. <laughs> I say, well, what on earth made you think you were in France? Well, we went slightly adrift in our boat last night, and when we came ashore, we heard a lot of Frenchmen singing. We thought we'd drifted across the channel. Frenchmen? Oh, yes, I know what that would be. The, the air base at Seafleet. It's about 10 or 15 miles down the coast. They've got a detachment of French-Canadian pilots there. Really? <laughs> yes, noisy crowd, apparently, when they've had a few glasses of the old vino, eh? <laughs> that's what you must have heard. I see. Well, that's a relief, isn't it, Wilson? Yes, it is indeed, sir. Well, there are plenty of trains that won't make them on even here, sir. We should be home in time for breakfast. We're not getting on any train, Wilson. We're going to walk back down that line and pick up all those rifle bolts, every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> 